Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mother Pucker Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm Riz over here, joined by my fabulous friend, Reese. How are you doing, girl? What's I'm good. On? How are you? How are you feeling after a uh, after a night out, a little a little battle of Alberta on your turf in Calgary? How are you doing today? I'm really excited well, to hear th- about it. There is, you know, there's nothing more fun when being the obnoxious away fan when your team wins in somebody else's barn. It's just like, it's just, it's so fun. It's like to extra not make satisfying. Friends. Like I like. <laughs> being the sassy asshole it's so fun <laughs> you know that like bachelorette line i'm not here to make friends you're like i am not here to make friends not. but you know um, i do feel bad a little bit because he, that barn was half oiler fan that's what i was gonna ask i like okay yeah. we're gonna get into you know we talk all things hockey but we love to talk oilers, and we're gonna get into all of it but i had to say like I was watching from at home here in vancouver mm-hmm. on the tv you were there mm-hmm. and repping us proudly it looked like it was in edmonton Am Mm -hmm. I, was that just the camera angles or like, what was up? Was it just like a whole contingent of Oilers fans came down? Do you know what? Like, it's hard to like be like, make that call because I would have said the same thing about the Leafs game. Like when the Oilers played the Leafs in Edmonton, Fair. there was a lot of blue, like the wrong color blue in the building. And then when the Oilers (laughs) like make the comeback and then they show the fans, they're like, okay, that looks like there is more Oilers fans. But when the Leafs scored, it did look like, I was like, is that half Leafs fans in there? (laughs) And that, like, where did they all come from? <laughs> yeah, where? And, but I swear to God, you think about it. I'm like, that's probably every single Leafs fan that lives in Edmonton goes to yeah. that game, right? So yeah. it's like they all come out of the woodwork for that, because um, the Leafs, it, like, it's it's not like a division rivalry where you get to play each other a couple times, mind you. No, there's like not enough battle of Alberta. Like it seems like you know very we have little one these days. Very, very little. Yeah, but we do, little. but we do have one a month going forward now. So that I do appreciate that um, for the end of the rest of the season, but. No, it's, and it's been a thing. I think I remember, so I've lived in Calgary for 12 years now and I go every time the weather's in town, I, I, I go to the game if I'm in town. And like, Mm -hmm. obviously when I was away competing and driving my bobsled, I wasn't always in town when that happened. Um, the epic, uh, battle of Alberta where kind of this rivalry got reheated with the goalie fight a couple of years ago. Um, I was supposed to be at that game. I did not get home that day until four o'clock in the morning. I it took me sixteen hours to drive back from Whistler. No, it was than that, it was hours. terrible weather. There was like a horrible. massive, horrible cold snap. I was in Edmonton and yeah. like shuddered inside essentially. Yeah, it was an eight p.m. game, and I was like in my mind, if I leave Whistler at five a.m., I should be back in time because I should be back around five p.m. to yeah. go to that game. And I sat in traffic in in a oh. complete dead stop of Jackknuff's semi for three hours it was just i drove 50 kilometers an hour the entire corridor between revelstoke and golden because it was snowing so bad i couldn't like, never again so like never yeah, again <laughs> never again so moral of the story is my point is i go to most of the games um yeah. and i can remember in time so there was a game circa 2013 let's call it the oilers won eight to one in calgary and it was insane because both teams sucked at the time um yeah. like dark that was days. like in the dog days those yeah, were the dog dark, days right some dark dark years in our lives there so i remember that year going with a group a big group of oilers fans and it there was not it it was like maybe you know maybe 15 percent oiler fans in there okay. there was not a lot like it was there was big groups and more than you'd see than like let's say when dallas comes to town or like yeah uh, you know like random teams like with la the, like, like the few people smattered the, cu- the, the couple the that's saying yeah. there but so it was it was more than what that would be but it wasn't like what you see it today because yesterday i swear to god it was like there was probably 60 40 to flame fans maybe not quite that much i'm maybe being a little generous it was uh i did have quite a few um beverages at the game <laughs> so, yes you did um uh let's maybe call it like 70 30 but it, there was a huge chunk of oiler fans there That's like it awesome. was it was a, a a significant and it is awesome for to be an oilers fan but like as a person who lives in calgary and i also support the flames like yeah. i know this is weird of course not on a night like last night because it's, yeah. it's fun to beat the flames but um it's uh it's not a good look they're having some hard times they're having some hard times yeah organization's in a little bit of like a a weird spot right now you got players who don't want to play there you've got you know the building is falling apart they're finally getting a new one but it's still a couple years out there's a lot of like hoops that are gonna have to be jumped through it just seems like ownership and 
it's it's, it's it, the organization is is in a weird spot let's just leave it like it that is. yeah um but boy is it fun being an Oilers fan right now <laughs> it is let's talk being an Oilers fan right now so the last time we had an episode because we mm-hmm. are seriously superstitious way too superstitious uh, fans mm-hmm. and every time we seemed to record an episode they would lose after mm-hmm. playing really well and so we mm-hmm. were very nervous and I think we were they were at they had won eight in a row maybe nine in a row and we were like oh mm-hmm. god please don't hate us please don't hate us if this please goes don't off the track that, that yeah, causes the streak to end and I was actually worried because every single one of those games they started down mm-hmm. like yeah a couple goals in the first and every i was like it is us it is us but for some reason they have become this super resilient bunch of of you know like just a polar opposite team from october i don't even very very different team and we are now the proud owners we are as if i say it, it's my team but it is my team it is. um yes, we are now the proud owners of a record of 13 wins in a row that is the most wins by a canadian team in the history of the history of nhl that's right which is saying something yeah yeah which is saying something right um so we beat we we beat the montreal record last night Mm -hmm. with that 13th win in the battle of alberta which just feels even more fitting even even better yeah (laughs) and here we are heading there you know the train isn't stopping they've got a few more games games they should maybe easily be able to win you know I, I knock on wood we always have a hard time playing the blue jackets it seems like they've got our number mm-hmm. a little bit but for the most part you know games that I think are very doable mm-hmm. um it's you know it's not Colorado it's not Vancouver and it's not the New York Rangers um so yeah what do you think about this 13 wins let's talk gameplay a little bit yeah let's let's like as you just said, you alluded to, this team is the polar opposite of the team that started the year. And it's so funny because the team identity, which has like, you know, power play merchants, that's been the ongoing and yeah. like offense, they, offense, they, offense, offense, offense. All they can win is like if the game's seven, five, because they can score goals, but they can't stop them. And now we've got a bunch of low scoring game, like relatively low scoring, relatively game. low scoring games. Yeah. And like uh, Stuart Skinner's won 10 in a row. Like what? <laughs> he could go Sorry. Like, stop a puck. S- and he like had- literally looked at a puck and was like, oh, there it goes past me again. Yeah. I, what? And, and like, he's never, he hasn't given up more than two goals a game. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like he lets two in and then he's like, okay, and now I'm done. Yeah. And it's, it's, he's made some really timely, phenomenal saves. I think like the, the, and it, it is the opposite because this team is maybe not doing as well as they should on the power play. No, <laughs> our power play is terrible yeah, like, right now. I don't have the exact stats, but I think before last night's game, or maybe it was like, we were zero for five or zero for six on the power yeah. play or one for five, it, like the literally the opposite of last year where mm-hmm. we had the most dominating power play in the entire history His, of the league like, yeah the you entire history if, if we got a power play we were basically guaranteed a guaranteed goal you couldn't stop them you yep. couldn't stop them and now our penalty kill is shutting everything down or for the most part most everything down and we can't <laughs> score in the power play which is a wild turn of events and we are winning three two two one three four two empty net two empty net like the like i don't i don't know who they are anymore and that's okay i'm here for it i'm here for the discovery of who this team is becoming but Mm -hmm. you know it's funny i don't know you've probably heard the pk suban comment the other night that went viral about how you know he he loves to watch the team but we're we're only a one or two man team and that if mcdavid and dry settle are not um offensive scoring then we don't win and i'm like oh have you been actually watching the games you Mr. haven't been Subban? watching no watching no all. because last night mcdavid and dry settle did not register a point weren't even on the board weren't no. even on the board and uh our pal warren fogel is just running away with his offensive talent i just i'm here for that me yeah. too Ryan uh, McLeod, like Ryan with a McLeod. snipe, like McDavid style last uh-huh. night, speed mm-hmm. and finesse. I was like, McLeod, take those teeth out and do it again, friend. <laughs> so yeah. stoked for McLeod and his like turnaround this past month, two month sort of December, mm-hmm. January run. And then, okay, so let's, we, we're going to retouch on this. We had a coaching change and everybody's, we didn't like, 
no, he didn't lose the room. Everybody's like, Woodcroft didn't lose the room. It's the whatever, but he kept whatever was going. And now you bring in Nobber and this, I don't know what they changed because I, I don't understand the game from that perspective. I don't understand when I watch and I see this, I've seen some of their set plays. I understand when they run a set play, but yeah, the, the system of whatever they've changed and is it, do you think it's just a buy-in on the way that they're, they're buying into playing team committed defense? Or do you actually think that there has been a structural change in the, the, the way that they communicate and then the way that they, man up or whatever it looks like uh, in terms of in the defensive zone what do you I think wish i knew I, i'm like you i'm like i would love to be a fly on the wall to be like what is yeah. going on in that room that mm -hmm. is so different because like you like everyone knows i am like i love woody i think i loved his passion i just loved him uh but but obviously like and we always know there is a, a goal a, a coaching bump it happens mm -hmm. because you feel bad. I'm sure as a player, you'd feel super embarrassed. You got someone's job cut, you know, mm -hmm. or two people's job cut. But for some reason, this is not a bump anymore. This is this is a complete turnaround and a very different way we're playing. And the things that we were worried about before. So, you know, we were like, why does Eshin Sports have a job as a goalie coach when Stuart is a sieve? Why? Like, like we can't stop anything. Then we have Paul Coffey come in who legitimately did not want the job and has turned our defense around Vinny D'Arnais is like a like a diamond in the rough suddenly so stoked for him and his hard yeah. work but yeah. like I don't know if it is a complete change in system or if there was or if what McDavid and the team was saying was right that they were just underperforming and that they knew they had this in them and for whatever reason you know he was injured Ekholm was injured and playing and shouldn't have been and now they're all healthy like i i but then what mcdavid doesn't seem like himself 100 but yet he's playing in a totally different way like throwing the body totally pissy i kind I, of love it i love but it, it makes me a little nervous of course because yes. he, yes. he's like being that we gotta you know protect him at all costs but you're, you're not wrong like and he's he's the one that's like chippy out there he's like he he's like throwing cheap shots <laughs> super like, agitated and kind of like being a major shit disturber a hundred percent and He's i was playing like a completely different role yeah a totally different role mm -hmm. and like like him being a screen in toronto for that goal i was like did Connor <laughs> mcdavid just be the screen what what's happening right what, now like, what is going on what right is now? going on are we in the twilight zone right now so i yeah. i like i guess in my gut i want to say that it was always there and they were just being they just had a really bad start and things like fell apart and then the wheels fell off and confidence was gone and they're not really changing the system but it sort of feels like it's a completely different team yeah and you know what i'll say too is what i think the biggest difference is and and we just kind of alluded to it with everyone i think on that team this is obviously a complete take speculation take it for where you will i think everyone on that team when they walked into the dressing room was connor was mad he called us in early he's so determined to win that he's just going to make this happen and we are just going to be an awe and sit back and watch and now the team's kind of like con through the split so so now they're 20 they're 21 and 3 in their last 24 games which is insane Insanity. Um, and uh they've all like our third like second and third line is like okay like it almost took a coaching change for everyone to realize that connor can literally not win by himself and yeah. everybody is going to have to step up into a role that they've never never played before and they're all doing it in an exceptional manner like absolutely isn't a great example of that like playing way beyond what he maybe we thought he was capable of yeah. i like like between mcleod and, and fogel same thing like they're like who are these guys this is not like we weren't expecting them hyman obviously we we were big zach hyman fans like just playing Huge. so above his his contract again we're really happy that we're we're not talking about darnell nurse because he's not out there like and not Darnell Nurse, I don't even know you exist anymore, and I love it. I'm so proud of you that you don't you are not on my radar. Yeah, except for when he had the overtime winner. Yes, uh, with that absolute snipe. Snipe. Um, I know. Who was that against? That was like four games ago, five games ago. Yeah, it was four. Yeah, running into each other. I yeah, but like, oh my gosh, this is just it's a it's a. We know that the playoffs are a completely different beast than they yeah. are than the regular season. Right. And like, 
you saw it happen with Boston last year, just like at first the elimination, like early out and teams that win in the playoffs, it's never because of their top six. It's always because of their, their depth. It always has to do with depth. And we had, we had no depth. We, we didn't. And we were up in every single one of those Vegas games. Yes. Yeah. We were, we started the game and we got ran of the building every game because Mm -hmm. we had so much offensive talent. And then it, that's, and then that can only go so far. Yep. And like, this is like the way they're playing right now, like the streak is going to have to end. Although biz nasty, I did see put out a tweet that said the Oilers may never lose again. (laughs) Well, he's just Um, jinxed us. That's fine. That's okay. But, But like that, like, going through this after the start that they had I hope in like you don't even have to hope because you can just see it you can you know when just when you're hot you're hot like it's like you just everything just goes your way and you don't have that body language where you're sulking because nothing can happen and like it's just I think McDavid is actually quite pissed off that he's not producing and so it's actually like (laughs) trying like and he's trying like and that's why he's kind of taking out his rage on everybody else with these like run-ins after the whistle and he's like cheap shots cheap shots mcdavid cheap shotting people didn't think Mm -hmm. you know what's funny you say that because there was a stat that came up last night when you were there at the game so you weren't watching on tv like i was okay this stat blew my mind oh i can't wait what is it okay the oilers if Mm -hmm. dry or McDavid are held off the score sheet are nine, 62 and 10. We have lost 62 games. If Mc, if McDavid and Dreisaitl are held, we've, we've only won nine games if they are off the score sheet. So, <laughs> so there, there's only a one in seven chance of them winning the game. If McDavid and Dreisaitl don't e- score. Yep. 9, 62, and 10. And I like looked at it and I was like, that must be wrong. And then I was like, oh God. And so, yes, people do like to say we are a, we are a one or two man team. And I guess that stat is not far off, but, but Bye. we are proving differently now. And, and that's their job. They're paid that much to get an assist or secondary assist. So screw that stat, but it was kind of a mind boggling stat, 9, 62, and 10. That is absolutely bonkers I, well I last night was one of those that. now it's 10 62 10. and yeah. 10 make it 10 that's right it going. yeah that's right um <laughs> i mean there's never a night that we don't want mcdavid or dry to not be on the score sheet don't get me wrong but that but that's an indication that our power play is not working if it is an indication scoring. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. and it is an indication obviously like yeah they are superstars for a reason mm-hmm. and and we pay them as such so it would seem silly like you know i don't think we wouldn't say the same about Crosby or Ovechkin or whomever, right? Like mm-hmm. that's their job. Their job mm-hmm. is legitimately to put a puck in a net. And mm-hmm. so, yes, I I understand why the status, but it did seem I like looked at it and I was like, am I reading that right? That's crazy. But yeah, nine sixteen two and ten. But back to where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about like McDavid getting pissy or yes. probably a little choked and 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 a little sassy out there. He's a little uh, he's a little sassy queen yeah. on the ice right now, which I'm not even like I'm not. I'm not not here for. I will say I'm here for it. <laughs> not mad about it. I'm not but... mad about it. But I will say, so there's been a lot of talk. We have to talk about Connor Brown. <laughs> poor, poor, poor Connor Brown. I like actually feel bad now. Will in we see Connor Seattle Brown game? score in an Oilers jersey? I don't know. But this is the thing. If he does, he's gonna then then he's gonna go off. Then he's gonna then everything so. he, like it, it, this is like to. there's actually a curse against him. They kept trying to give him the puck to score. Net. He's every empty it. net we have, they put <laughs> him out, and I don't I don't blame them. And he get can't him even get a goal. Just oh, get him any goal, guy. any goal at this point. I know, but, but I but I will say that I think what I'm most impressed with Connor Brown through this, all of it is like, I have not seen him throw a temper tantrum. I have not seen him pout. I have not seen him break a stick. I have not seen him say like nothing but smiles, nothing but team first mentality, right? Like nothing about like, Oh, I want more ice time to try and get that. You know, like none of that, no drama, all Mm -hmm. team first mentality of like, we're winning. What Mm -hmm. does it matter? I'm doing other things. And he is doing other things. Mm -hmm. Like he is doing other things. Well, I don't think he's a liability on the ice. He does seem to be totally cursed when it comes to putting a puck in a net. Cur- fully cursed. Fully cursed. Fully cursed. We yeah. need like a we need like a full exorcism, holy water, <laughs> Connor Brown situation because it's. I feel bad for him, and I'm not joking. I don't joke in like a mean way. I actually truly am like, dude, 
Mm-hmm. I really want to see you score one goal. In the I do not want you to be the Tobias reader of, of the Oilers round two. So, but yes, I think that I, you know, I'd love to see a little bit more offense from, from 97 and, and uh, 29, but. Yeah. But also don't change too much up because when you're in a 13 game winning streak, yeah, uh, you probably shouldn't be changing a lot. However, they did make a very large change today. Yes. Let's segue into a very large change and our thoughts on this change. Okay. Do we want to take a quick break here though first? No, we can do one after, but we'll take a quick break before. Uh, okay. Okay. Before, Just before double checking. All stars. So, yeah. This is like a really good segue in and we probably yeah, have big thoughts on this. Announced this afternoon and there was rumors going around for a little while and it was just like I couldn't help myself but laugh but Corey Perry will be joining the Edmonton Oilers for the remainder of the season. Did it that not feel like- inevitable in some weird way? <laughs> did it really did and it's just like the joke is like is the oilers like the the rehab reintegration we're like the reformation project of yeah yeah it's because we can't afford anything else (laughs) i don't mean that in a mad way we just have no cap space so like actually actually it's like yeah people will take a sweetheart deal to get back in the nhl and uh be playing but okay so obviously there's a lot of things to discuss there's a lot of things Corey Perry. Yeah. but one i just need to get off my chest from the very beginning is does that mean we're gonna go to the the finals and lose no i know i'm like trying to say it as much out loud i'm like maybe like reverse reversing the Corey perry curse because that's yeah. like that would just be our luck again it circa 2006 right like it would yeah. just be our luck with mcdavid that yeah. Corey perry comes in has a phenomenal playoff run is exactly what we need for grit and depth. And then we get to game seven or game then, six or just the final round. Well, he and then went there what, we are. three years in a row on three yeah. different teams. He lost. did. Yes, he did. Yes, oh. ma'am. Yeah, it's, it's not, not ideal. Because it's not, he didn't go last year. So maybe it's broken now because he didn't go. <laughs> this is the most superstitious podcast of all time. I yeah, love actually, it. But it's very true. Yes. But it is okay. actually like trauma therapy for our hockey demons. But it is true. Like I'm like, I, okay, so. I think I'll get into my take on the Corparian. I don't, I don't really have a hot take. I, I think it is less controversial than the Evander Kane signing. You do. I do. I think the baggage is more, obviously more present um, because it's happened so fast and it happened with Connor Bedard and the whole like nonsense with the mom thing and the jokes that surrounded that. But like, from what it seems, it seems like it was a one-time probably a terrible incident and I don't you know the dude I hope is making amends for whatever he did intoxicated and I hope that the person or people involved are all getting the healing they need right I hope so too yep you know so for that sake like you know I hope that there is changes being made but I think there was a whole lot more controversy around like locker room behavior and behavior in terms of like attitude and then obviously the gambling stuff and then the baby mama drama and then all of the like other 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 Which other we other things haven't talked about we can talk about the baby mama drama we too. can we can definitely yes. talk about the baby mama drama um <laughs> and i think like this seems to be like no one ever said that they like cory perry but it wasn't like a i like hate cory perry or like i think he's a huge distraction or I actually think people have said that haven't people said he's like probably the most disliked probably probably he probably is and I'm just like trying to I'm trying to see the good in all of this because yes. it's just like I love that the Oilers no I don't love that the Oilers have no cap space I love that we often have to do this because we don't like we have to sort of do these reformation projects and they probably see something there and there's some grit definitely some grit in Corey Perry and there's definitely playoff experience like a veteran playoff experience situation but like it just sucks when there's momentum and things going well for the Oilers that we always have to introduce like another like like can we not sometimes as Oilers fans have to also be fighting about like the like who we're bringing in I don't know that's my take is like I just whatever this is whatever this looks like whether McDavid has approved it whether dry has approved it whether this is like good for the team I just don't want momentum to be broken I don't want there to be locker room drama shenanigans I just want like a unified front going into the playoffs 
I can't believe we're talking about playoffs, PS, because like a month, two months ago, we were like, we may not have the playoffs. We but like, playoffs. Yeah. but I just, that's my like concern with all of this it is not, it is just a concern of like, what does this, how does this make the team better in all facets of the team, not just on the ice? What's your thoughts on Corey Perry coming to Edmonton? Yeah. Yeah. So like right now it makes me nervous because it's not like you're just bringing up, uh, Dylan Holloway or, or somebody else like it's it's or coming back from injury it's it's like somebody that has been without outside of the organization doesn't really have I was trying to think of like who he would have played with significantly recently in his career I don't think there's really anyone he's definitely been a player that has been the source of some of the stress of McDavid and it like you know like he he is a, a very and like the thing about guys that are the most hated is like, you always want them on your team. Right. So like yeah. there is that kind of thing. And, you know, so I think to talk about Corey Perry is we also have to talk about Evander Kane, but not, not because of the off ice, obviously they both come with the off ice kind of drama stuff, but uh, like on ice, they both to me are kind of the similar role. Correct me yeah. if you think like, no, I know, think that's, yeah, I think it's pretty similar. Like, I think we were kind of hoping for Kane to be more of an offensive production kind of guy. Yeah. And and he hasn't been, right? Like the fact that he was even playing on the second line has been a little bit I'm like he should be bumped down to third. He's just like not producing. He's kind of invisible out there except for some of his like snarky comments. He's not he's he's had a couple he played really well. Um I thought he played really well in the Toronto game. Yeah. Um yeah. but uh and what sucks than- is like he he kind of kept us in in the beginning. Like he was playing mm-hmm. better in the beginning of the he season. Was. He was terrible. He was when everyone was else like, was dog crap. Yeah. He was good. But now I'm like, Evander, where are you at? Yeah. Where are you at, EK? So when you bring in a guy like Corey Perry, like again, at least we don't have to play against him. <laughs> it like <laughs> there is benefits because I think it might take some of the stress. Now, actually, do you think that they consulted Dry and McDavid before they signed him? I think at this point you probably have to, right? Like I would agree, but I think that there is less than that going on than we thought there was. Maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. Like I'm sure they may have mentioned it. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I just think I when you are worried, like a- if you are worried those two are not gonna resign, I think you would be running everything by them. Well, that's that's I mean maybe that's what they should be doing but i don't know it just seems like holland's kind of like doing his own thing but okay so we bring in obviously we're getting Corey perry at a great rate we know he's you know he's the bird. sweetheart like, of he, all sweetheart deals like, yeah like and you know the kind of the experience he's a winner like he there is his pedigree is enough to bring it in do i think signing him long-term would have been a different conversation than let's just bring him in for the rest of the year. So what he might be able to add chemistry is really good right now. So, I mean, if there's a time to bring him in, it's now in that way, if there's a readjustment period, we still have lots of time before playoffs to kind of like get on the page, get everything kind of roll in. True. Um, my, like, I not, he hasn't been in the program for that long. Like if, we don't know what happened in Chicago. Nobody knows what happened. Nobody knows what happened. Which is which is kind of crazy because there's so much speculation. Like obviously we know it's not the Bedard thing. There's speculation yeah. about an affair with another person. Like blah blah blah. Like drunk, and we know it's like he got drunk and did something stupid. That's kind of like whatever. But yeah. like the fact that he got fired for it mm-hmm. means it was really bad. Like it was like really not ideal. Yeah. And I know yeah. that Chicago, I'm sure is probably a bit more trigger happy in the sense that like they're being scrutinized with everything right. and as they should be for what happened mm-hmm. um, with Kyle beach. But uh, you know, so they probably were maybe being a little bit more um, playing on the safe side, playing on like, the safe side of like yeah. just just not dealing with it. But yeah, it takes a lot legally, I think, too, contract wise, well, to fire CA. somebody. Yes, for sure. So you for have had to sure. really break it, broken the like CBA or the rules of like whatever the team, like you know, whatever your contract states, you are not going to do. Mm-hmm. You had to clearly have crossed a line in order yes. to have legally been like fired i think like i think that the lawyers would probably agree with that that there's probably like a major step over the line mm-hmm. and you know chicago not sharing or at least like indicating 
a little bit more, you know, and maybe, and again, we know we're not in behind closed doors and behind, you know, I'm sure maybe brass and Oilers management know what happened and they're willing to take on whatever that looks like. But it's like, do you really want to do, do you want to add more drama? Do you want to add more like distraction to Connor and dry settles life when like we're coming up on soon to be a few years negotiating for contracts? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Feels like just weird timing. It does. Well, but again, it's like it's like kind of now or never. It's not like they could make this move in in you know no. even in in four weeks from now. So okay, so you get Corey Perry who has been released. He got officially got released. I just had to look it up on November thirtieth. So he's only really been out for six weeks. So like he's not going to be super deconditioned because I was thinking I was like okay send him down to the American League for a conditioning stint or something like that he's not gonna like they probably won't even need to do that in hindsight no. as long as he's been skating but like how much like actual deep personal work could he have done in that time you know in six like, weeks yeah not, like not significant so my concern is like more from the this is a, another time you're taking a big risk now they took a big risk on Evander Kane and it's paid off so far quite yeah. well that Absolutely. was a huge like it was it was really worrisome what he was going to be like remember I think we were talking about this earlier like how like it it could have been detrimental to that locker room because he could have caused like a lot of drama and like he has a history of doing that and blah 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 so now Corey Perry comes in and to my understanding Corey Perry isn't like the guy that's going to be like uniting everyone in the second room I think he might totally like kind of be keeping to himself he won't be one of the boys and he won't no maybe get in but if he can kind of just supplement focus on his his play hopefully he sees this as an incredible second opportunity i for hope so too for his future i mean he's 38 years old he doesn't have I was gonna say, he's old as borscht for like <laughs> hockey standards i'm like the dude's standards. got doesn't yeah. have much time left in this career so like take you're playing with the best and arguably one of the other top five players in the world you're playing yes. with the, you if that is an opportunity you take it absolutely yeah you have a you have a chance to like really do something with this team because like i mean we are talking playoffs because they are officially jumped over the la kings we're in third place we're in that spot we're not even in the wild card anymore we are not uh, even a wild card spot riz we yeah. are actually just sitting pretty in a playoff spot yes with we are six points behind vegas with three games in hand three or four games in hand so like we are four games in hand on we are four games so we are we are like we could be in a we could be in the second in the pacific if like if things if the hockey gods bestowed Mm -hmm. that upon us in whatever way you know i mean either way we're playing vegas (laughs) just want that home ring advantage right (laughs) i know yeah yeah Yeah, that's you know um also a weird stat i think the game, if again we knock on wood and we say this uh-huh. is all an if, but if the game that we could potentially win the NHL record for most games played in a row uh-huh. would be a Vegas game. Oh, really? So yep. that would be number the math. That, that would be the seventeenth game. I the seventeenth game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To beat that stat, it would be it would land on a Vegas game. So we already know that rivalry is hot. It is spicy. We don't like uh-huh. them. And we don't everyone, like we don't like him. We don't like Alex Petrangelo. We do not like him. Uh-huh. <laughs> we and so you know that's um it's just gonna get more spicy that Vegas yeah. rivalry as we just come come up in the rearview mirror behind them. I wouldn't mind catching them. That's for sure, though. So to like wrap up Corey Perry, yes. you know, like I think I don't know. I'm willing to see this out. I want to see how this plays. I asked. I think I asked anyway. We have a choice. It's happening. They didn't. I know. Jeez. What were they thinking? Ken Ken Holland got words. (laughs) Do you think he plays against Chicago on Tuesday? No, I don't. Okay. I don't think he plays that early. I was thinking about that because I think with Holloway up and healthy. So this is the. uh, We can't quite wrap him up. Where do you think he's going to play? What line do you think he's going to go on to? Third line with Kane put both of them out there together? you want to put Kane and Perry on the same line I don't know if I could do that no like they're a... gonna have to split them up I think they're gonna have to split them up I, I'm curious to see I think I think he'll start on the fourth line okay. I think he, there is going to be some element like he hasn't played a game in six weeks like no there's going to be an element of conditioning or whatever and, and shorter minutes and yeah minimal yeah, minutes yeah. and the whole bit yeah so I think he starts on the fourth line Kane's been playing on the second line though but um 
and then yeah we'll just see kind of where it goes from there we're gonna have to reevaluate this once we see it but I do not I don't think he's gonna play on Tuesday I wait I bet they wait till the Thursday game yeah and I think that would just maybe get I don't I don't know I don't know how everyone in the I can't speak for everyone in the Chicago Blackhawks organization feels but like that just feels like it could get way too spicy and unnecessary it's just like a little bit unnecessary of a hype to come back to when it's like and and like it'd be different if it was good for tv i guess it would be because everyone would be paying attention but i think there would be a lot of unnecessary pressure on perry to like not only have his first game in the new uniform against his old team but like he's only literally like he signed today it's sunday that he's gonna have like 48 hours essentially i don't think he plays on tuesday no i don't too much and then it would also be too much pressure for him to like do something as well you know like you'd have to like have a crazy game where something happens or he'd have to fight or he'd have to like you know he'd have to like make an impact on the game and i think that's just too much pressure so no i think they leave him out of that one like we don't need that kind of drama i think the boys just need to focus on kind of keeping their chemistry together like just stay hot let's just say next game just next game next yeah next game and i to wrap that up yeah i think um You know, the upside that I'm taking from this is that at least now Edmonton media will stop asking about the streak and they have something new to talk about. Mm -hmm. They're not going to stop talking about it, though. Of course they aren't. But that, uh, that, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. And um, yeah, welcome to the Edmonton Oilers, Corey Perry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with our final sort of topic of the eve. And we'll talk about Zachary Hyman and uh, and the All-Star break. Sounds good. Hey, football fans, the Ordinary Podcasting Network is very excited to welcome back for its second season, Running Down the Clock, presented by Puya Ricey and Tyler Walzak. These two football fans will sit down with you every Thursday of the NFL schedule to talk football. You can subscribe to Running Down the Clock anywhere you get your podcast. Well, we are Zachary, here. Zachary Martin Hyman. We love him. The show could be the Mother Pucker podcast about Zachary. About Zach Hyman and the Zach most Hyman? team-friendly deal in the history of the NHL right now. Just like, <laughs> like I just love the Maple Leafs. I've never said those words in my life, but yeah. I just love them and thank them so dearly for, for Zachary Hyman. Um, noted author and, and game Is entrepreneur. Really? Do you not? Oh, my gosh. Riz! He He's an author? Has, he has written four beautiful children's stories like stunning children's books one's about a magician one is about like baseball and babe ruth maybe not babe ruth i haven't read in a while but it's about a baseball player from a long time ago one is about a hockey player he's got and they're like they're stunning they're stunning my little guy lowen loves them um they are the most adorable children's books this Ever. is so cute. I can't believe I didn't know this. Really. I thought you didn't either. Maybe I need because to... I don't have kids around me. All you time. don't. I need to like yeah. read them like story time with like Reese and yeah. Riz. Like I need to read them. When... They're they're yeah. so charming. Um. Yeah. So yeah, notable author Zachary Hyman has written okay. like four children's stories, and they are like spe- they're actually spectacularly good. And I read a lot of kids books. It's like, that's like a part-time mom job and, (laughs) and, uh, and legitimately. So there you go. There, you know, like a new, a new little, um, what a great stat. I love to hear that. I know what a great stat. So unfortunately our, our fan base of the mother pucker podcast did not vote hard enough because we did not get him in the all-star. I feel like it was rigged. I'm like angry about it. Yeah. There's like seven Canucks in there. <laughs> like that literally all of the Canucks and all of the Maple Leafs are just playing at the all-star game. Yeah. And Zachary Hyman, who totally deserves it, is not going. And mm-hmm. like I actually wonder if he was kind of choked. Like I feel I feel like he would be. I think it's yeah. just like if he wasn't like he's from Toronto, it would be the ultimate kind of F you to the them. That's probably why he's not in because people probably made sure not to like yeah. add him in because they're also mad at the deal. <laughs> of course, I would be yeah. too. I and mean, if I was from out east and cheered for the Leafs, I would be choked as well. And I love that they try and defend it and say yeah. it's a terrible contract and they've just like tried and tried and tried. Yeah. And you're like, no, dude, we yeah, won that. We yeah. won that deal won like that fair time. and square. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really sad for Zachary Hyman, but I am just loving we've always loved him we know he's a workhorse we know there's Mm -hmm. zero quit in that dog Mm -hmm. but last night's goal that empty net goal against calgary you were in the room was it as beautiful as it was on tv was it just so charming to see him 
like just like out skate out hustle yeah, for that empty net goal. so I was like so at that point I had moved up into a box that had like 35 people in it there was and everybody was wearing an Oilers jersey except for two it was hilarious <laughs> um and yeah so it, there was like it it caused a lot of hype we'll say that like everyone was just like fired up about it because it was just you know I it, the flames were so close to tying it up and like, it probably could have gone the other way really quickly. And, yeah. and for him to kind of like put the, the last dagger in the coffin and make it happen. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it speaks volumes again to like this team first mentality. It wasn't about him scoring a goal. It was like, how can we win this game together? Well, he, he blocked yeah, the shot and then out hustled and amazing. then like celebrated from his butt. <laughs> Yes, yes, he did. I think you know? I missed that part. There was too many people like jumping. I'm around sure. Right now, I'm but, sure. So yeah. he, it, it, yeah. the from the television perspective, he was on his butt, and you could you could see clearly like you didn't even need to be a lip reader to see it. He just said, "Let's go, baby!" And it was like mm-hmm. that's so quintessentially Zachary Zachary Hyman. You know, just yeah. like to be on his butt and, and celebrating his and goal. just like like just so excited and just so happy. Yeah, it was amazing. It was such a great finish and. um so I I'm like gutted for him that he doesn't get to go to the all-star game. I'm Me sure too. he can just go to Cabo or somewhere else. I know so it's oh, maybe only, maybe it's better just to be able to like go and rest the weary bones in yeah. Mexico somewhere. Yeah. Um, but our, our dear friend, uh, Mr. Uh, Leon will be going. So thank you to all those voters yeah. who we could at least get our two superstars who deserve to be there. Cause there was like, some sort of weird situation where Leon might not have gone. Like that would have been weird, right? Like, yeah, it would, and it would have been very weird for, and you know, I'm sure McDavid, as he has helped craft mm-hmm. with the league, this All Stars, I'm sure it also would have been super strange and not appropriate. But did you see that they have a celebrity assistant captain, and ours is is Will Arnett? Will Arnett, yes, I saw the comedian and it. actor Will Arnett. I love that. I love that. Because I think the team with uh, Nate McKinnon has Tate McRae. And yes, she's a good old Calgary girl, but like, that's kind of a weird one to be there, you know? It is a weird one. It, you know, Michael Bublé coming out of the, out of Vancouver and the Pacific, like that makes sense makes to me. so much sense. 100%. That makes sense to me. Apparently he skates with the Canucks sometimes. That doesn't shock me, actually. <laughs> that just feels like that would yeah. be the, the case. Yeah. And, and I, you know, Justin Bieber creating of the course. or helping yeah, company help, me, we knew and be with us but i i hope i hope that because will Arnett has it like you know i i know a bit about his work i'm not you know a ma- major fan but he seems like a really funny guy i hope it brings out a little bit i hope people get to see more of of mcdavid's personality i hope so too that's I a like, good point you know i think mm-hmm. like you know I, I we know he's an awkward dude we know mm-hmm. he's like his brain is hockey 24 seven and probably nothing else. And like, that's mm-hmm. what he eats, breathes and sleeps, but like, he is funny. He can say things and he can be sassy. And like last night's comments in this post-game scrum about spec and defense, like there are moments where you're like, Oh, McDavid does have a personality. That's so charming. And I hope with having a funny celebrity assistant captain that, that we get to see a bit that more we get of to see and that other people do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think people like us who maybe pay attention, we kind of know, you can kind of see. I love when um, OilersNation.com pulls out the tweets from McDavid from like circa 2010. When like, I like, hate math. Math's the worst. Math. Like just things like that. And you're like, oh, he is like totally a hockey bro. Because you don't really totally. think, like you don't think he is. He just comes off as like the very reserved, like, kind of quiet you you kind of just think that he's just like such like almost like a, a goody two shoes that yeah like, like almost robotic it's yeah. almost slightly robotic yeah. like it's just like i eat sleep hockey i make yeah. hockey happen That's, you know and yeah, yeah. he's totally got a personality mm-hmm. and yeah hopefully we get to capture it and i think that's gonna be fun about watching for the whole all-star weekend and um yeah will arnett is i'm a big fan actually he's hilarious he's he's got a podcast actually like in the really high highly rated one. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah uh it's it's bugging me that i can't remember i gotta look it up but um yeah so he that'll be super fun so i'm gonna probably pay attention to the podcast too because now um he'll probably be talking about his yeah experience. so that yeah, we gotta get to the inside hear, like, track there. the other side of that story as well so um yeah that's like kind of cool i'm really looking forward to it um that's all I really got to say about 
all-star game. Yeah, I'm very sad about Zach, but I hope it's a good time. We have a few games before then. Um, And so we'll wrap this up today um, that we've got a few games that are or like, you know, all-star break is on, on the way. And I'm sure people are looking forward to, I'm sure players are looking forward to, to get some rest. If Evander Kane is hurt, I hope he rests and, mm-hmm. and comes back with some more, more offense. Um, okay. But we're going to stop right there. We do have to talk about the baby mama drama. It's okay. Yes. Too good. It's it too is, good. You said yes. it. And I was like, you know what? Let's just like brush over it. For those who don't know, they deserve to know about it because Let's, I find yeah. it. This is like my version of the real housewives of Beverly Hills or something. It's your Roman empire. It's not my Roman empire. It's my, it's like my guilty pleasure of like, like enjoying the drama because it's like not my drama and I have nothing to do with it. You're like, it's, it's like a train wreck that you can watch, but you're not in. Yeah. It is the hot mess. Exactly. It is a hot mess. I know. I know. It's not ideal. Well, um, baby, original wife or ex-wife, I guess, is the situation um, who doesn't, unfortunately, have custody of the their shared child. Um, Evander holds custody, I think. I don't know the yes. details and particulars, and I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to get into all of that. But she was at a game in Detroit. They played the, the Red Wings recently. Yes. And it seems that there is some sort of agreement that they don't see each other or that they know he has a restraining order oh okay he has a full restraining order against her she's not allowed to be anywhere near i don't know what the yardage is but he has a full-blown like legal restraining order across both borders against her and then and so she went down to the glass or i guess posted or something that she was there this is the thing people like she is posting this on her public instagram account it's not like this is like something that happened and like he was being a douche and just got her kicked out for no reason. Like she is all over the internet, basically bragging about her being there to cause a disturbance. Seeing like that. Yeah. I mean, it says a lot about who she is. It says a lot. It does. It does say a lot. And so she, I know I had heard she had been removed from the arena, which you broke a law. (laughs) That makes sense. Like that's very common. Do you know how she got in the arena? How? She showed an ID that had her from high school that had her maiden name on it. Oh, because she hasn't even changed her legal name back yet, or whatever. She's, oh she's boy! So she actually got ID'd going into the building. Um, because I guess, and then she goes on. I, I watched her Instagram. Like I said, it's it's a car crash, and I can't look away because it's so interesting. <laughs> um. It's it's like she says, oh, people are asking how I got in the building. Like I showed my old high school ID, and like so she gets in with like a different name. So like so no there was one no drama. Her. Yeah, and then she goes in to like go down and like bang on the glass. Then she proceeds to write uh, something about one of the players on Detroit making a sexual connotation, oh. saying I would know, like wink face. And then, like, her and her friends are just, like, basically being, like, degenerates the whole time. And then with only a couple minutes left, I guess, at that point, then Kane, like, had notified someone and was, like, get her out of here. So she got kicked out with, like, only a couple minutes left at that point. The Oilers had come back to win anyway. Um, But uh, I asked the – I just want to, like – I don't know them. I don't know their whole private history. But, like, why – why would you do that? Exactly. Why would you do that? I just – why what is it what is the necessity of that game what is the necessity of going to that like you can still like hockey you can go to another hockey game why i think she one... lives in detroit though i think she okay. lives there that but she like, must be because still, i don't know like, she would have flown somewhere to go to the game why but, yeah. pick the game that you like like especially and this is what I, like what makes me sad about it all when i've heard when i heard about it was like there's a child involved i know that's the you worst know part. and you go like and you go like I'm a mom, so I know it would be hard being separated from my child. I could not do it. I would probably, I don't know, I'd go ape shit. But mm-hmm. I, but I also would like, you put the child first, you know, and like leave all of your own baggage at the door. And mm-hmm. it's about a child and about like, like she's going to grow, that child's going to grow up and see, like, hear about this stuff on the internet. Like mm-hmm. she's going to have access to a phone. She's going to know everything. She's going to know everything. And like, that's sucky. That's a crappy thing to do to your kid that they in the future and so like you know and it i go like oh goodness if if the kid wasn't involved yes like you're just why 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 are yeah. you but, just, but also why what what 
why? Mm-hmm. And, and rightfully so, like I, you know, I've, I have in the past said, I have been concerned about Evander Kane's past behavior and yeah. where he has changed his life around. And I think he has, it seems to be that he has made amends or doing his best to be a better human being. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame him. If someone's breaking the law, like that, I don't blame him either. I think he should have like, kicked your uh, restraining yeah, order, you know? order. So I'm like, justice is served. And it'd be different if she was just there and she was in the crowd and she wasn't and left well enough alone. And like, yeah, like she came in and like, maybe like, there's no chance he would have like seen her in the crowd somewhere. No, none. But she made a point to make sure that he knew that she was there. That's See, the like, difference. That just feels, oh, yeah, girl, that's the difference. girl, if you're, you know, just that you, you are beautiful. Go and go and live your own life <laughs> Go mm-hmm. and live or keep putting on the internet and we'll all have something to talk about. And that's probably what she wants too. So <laughs> yeah, no, that, you know what, when people get that part, that's probably what it is. So yeah, yeah I just wanted to oh. to let the people know who maybe didn't pay attention to the, oh, yeah. the that's media a little, drama. that's a little fun off mm-hmm. ice drama. Mm-hmm. There's always some of that. Hey, um, wasn't there a Tate McRae thing? I don't know enough about, but didn't, wasn't, did you hear this one as well? She was seeing an NHLer and then found out that he was still on dating apps, probably Raya or something and busted him. And now he's not going to the all-star game and she is. That's <laughs> yeah. a little fun one. I don't know the full details, but yeah. this was, I think that's hilarious. There's I do. So I know that her brother played junior. Um, so I know she's like kind of around from a hockey family. She's from Calgary. Okay. Like she's also okay. very young, right? She's in her twenties. Yeah, a baby. And, um, or like early twenties, I should say like, uh, and, uh, I do know she's like known to date. She's dated a couple NHLers. So that's kind of interesting. So it yeah. is interesting that, I mean, She's probably living her best life right now. Living she's her best a life. Superstar. And then now she's going to this NHL game where she's kind of dated a couple of NHL players. <laughs> she's, you know, early 20s. She's, she's it's her own bachelorette. She's just living her own bachelorette life. She's basically, just, yeah, on a, she might as well be on a 13 game win streak. <laughs> good for her. Good for you, Tina. I hope you find yeah. your next one. Have a good time. Yeah. Make a good story about it. Make a good story about it. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I think that wraps us up. We will. Tune in before All-Star break. I'm sure we'll probably come at you on t- more, one more time before All-Star break time. because yeah. we need to see where these next three games for our Edmonton Oilers play out. Mm-hmm. Lucky number 13 last night. Let's keep this uh, keep this train rolling. This absolute wagon of a team right now. Absolute wagon. Absolutely. <laughs> I love and, it. And uh, thanks for tuning in. This has been the Mother Pecker Podcast. And we are uh, part of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. Mm-hmm. Check us out wherever you get your pods. Thanks for tuning in. Riz, have a beautiful week. Let's go Oilers. Let's go Oilers. Later, Riz. Bye. The Mother Pucker Podcast is a proud member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. For more information on this or any of our other podcasts, please visit OrdinaryPodcast.com. The Ordinary Podcasting Network would like to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include the traditional territory of the Treaty 7 people in southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil First Nations.